This is Robert Mitchell at High Tide in the Dreamtime, and it's been a while since I made a podcast, mostly for technical reasons. I've been getting my computer repaired over and over again, Um, and people have been listening to the podcast way past the point where I usually make another one, so I really appreciate that. And today's podcast is going to be one of two, I think, that I make today, and it's going to be about called Ares, the God of War. And the reason I'm making it is because I think uh, in the forefront of everybody's awareness the last few weeks is the war in Ukraine. And ordinarily, I am not really commenting on world events because my podcast tends to focus more on people's internal experience, but the reality of of the situation is that people's internal experience becomes a world event. And in the case of the war in Ukraine, there is a martial energy in every person and in every group of people that needs to be managed and harnessed and utilized in a way that is beneficial to everybody. Uh, This energy is not bad on its own. This Aries, the god of war, this martial energy, it generates a lot of results in the world. A combustion engine, which has dominated uh, American industry for over 100 years, is a result of this energy. It's a controlled explosion. Anytime somebody generates the energy to make themselves known in the world through their actions, they are harnessing this energy. The Bhagavad Gita uh, presents life as an experience on a battlefield that is going to result in each of our deaths. And the quality of one's life is determined by how one conducts themselves knowing this. So every one of us has this energy within us. And most accomplishments 
are generated and manifested by this martial energy. By determining that there's something that they would like to make happen and generating the energy in the world to encounter whatever opposition there is to that manifestation of one's wishes. That is all martial energy and it's so good. It's leadership. It's inspiration. It's dynamism. It's charisma. It's fiery. This energy has been in humanity since people realized that they could warm themselves by fire on purpose by releasing carbon and wood and plants. But it also has a shadow side because it's primitive. It's a primitive release of energy. And when we delve into our primitive natures, there's going to be darkness there. There's going to be shadow there. There's going to be the desire to dominate other people with the energy that we possess. That's a huge part of humanity. It's why we love sports, because sports are controlled aggression, aggression within the rules. And acting aggressively has enormous satisfaction. It has enormous validation of one's purpose and one's abilities. You know, I remember one of the really profound experiences I've had in my life was um, the first time I fired a gun which wasn't that long ago. It was probably like 10 years ago. You know, I'm probably, um, you know, I, I remember driving to the firing range with some friends who were these kind of, they were these kind of frontier people living in the Carmel Highlands. And it took the Carmel Police Department 30 minutes to get to their house. And at one point, one of them had been, um, robbed and bound up and you know feared for their life so they were never going to let that happen again so they had guns in their house and they were like the wildest hippies like progressive humanitarians you could ever imagine but they'd had one of them in particular had had the um, will of another person who was mentally ill imposed on them so that was never going to happen again and and when i visited them in this bucolic perfect redwood forest where they lived overlooking the monterey bay uh it was a wednesday and on wednesday they went and they took target practice which i thought was just nuts because i was probably i was probably in my 40s then i'd never fired a gun before even though i i'd been very physical and 
uh, played sports and stuff like that. And I remember driving to the range and feeling kind of sick, like ill, like I was doing something incredibly morally wrong because guns were designed only to kill people. That's, that's how I understood it. And I felt queasy. And then I went and I did it. I fired some guns and it was literally the most ecstatically fun thing I ever did because it, it combined the joy of the release of energy of lighting firecrackers with skill and aiming and vitality and pulling the trigger and seeing the target explode simultaneously from the time the trigger was pulled. Like there was no time lapse in the effectiveness of firing a handgun. And I really got ecstatic like I, I found it it really exciting and uh was full of vitality and i totally understood america's gun obsession because for a lot of people that's the only time that they feel vital and powerful is in the release of firing a weapon now, there are so many ways to experience your vitality besides that. There's literally thousands of ways to experience your vitality besides firing a weapon. But it might be the most simple. And so much is accomplished with that energy in the world. So much initiative is taken by somebody willing to dominate their environment in their expression of themselves to make happen what they want to make happen. We all have this in our lives every day, either from ourselves or to ourselves. And yet we see this thing happen in the world that dominates everybody's awareness because it becomes so out of control. The violence, the mayhem, the destruction of life, the indifference to suffering, the destruction of culture, the destruction of the autonomy of statehood, all because the martial energy of one country is uncontained or is no longer contained. And I think that in this instance, you know, people want to blame Putin but I think in any of these instances, whether it's a Putin or a Hitler or a Mussolini or a Stalin, these people, they rise up out of the population of a country. They rise up out of the unconscious of a country to the point where they cease to be individuals 
and they become the dark unconscious of a country. And so a country has to be held responsible for its leadership. Just like America needed to be resp held responsible for electing Trump. That was not random that that happened. That emerged out of an American unconscious that had been hidden from the rest of the world for a couple hundred years. The simplicity, the stupidity, the tribalism, the racism, the lack of empathy. And in the case of what's happening in the Ukraine, the same is true of the Russians. I've been to Russia, spent some time there, and they are a martial people. They have an incredible intellectual history. But it's a country that, basically the current country, was founded on violence. Just like the United States was. And it's no coincidence that the opposition they find in Ukraine is led by the grandchild of Holocaust survivors. And the Jews, as a people, have endured a kind of suffering everywhere they've been that culminated in the Holocaust. And, after, and the culmination of the Holocaust uh, resulted in the establishment of a Jewish state in Israel. And it's a martial state. It is a state that is at war with its neighbors implicitly and explicitly at all times. Because its very existence has been threatened and that also generates martial energy. If one's very existence is threatened, Mars appears. If you think you're a pacifist, see how you behave when there's a physical threat to your children or to your spouse or to your friends. Mars will erupt out of you to defend that which you love so that it can survive. And you can see how this happens in the Middle East with Israel where they overreact to any aggression and they aggress in the belief that if they don't, they will be aggressed upon. 
And that is where a lot of martial energy is generated in life, is people think I have to impact and control my environment or it's going to control me. So we all have this energy implicit in us and in our existence. And with Zelensky, who's been a comedian and an actor and an entertainer and now is president, it's been generated in him with the war that has come to his home. There's a great movie about this. My favorite movie, it's called The Outlaw Josie Wales. And when you first meet Josie Wales, he's a gentleman farmer somewhere in the South with a wife and a son. And one day, these, uh, this band of, of warriors from the North, and what's funny about the movie is he's from the South, but he's sort of an anti-hero. This regiment comes and burns down his farm and kills his wife and son. And he becomes this vengeful angel. It's a great movie because he goes from being this gentleman farmer to being this warrior. And he never begins a confrontation unless he's aggressed upon. He is trying to avoid confrontation at all times. He's being hunted because he refused to surrender to the Union, even though he was a Southerner and had done nothing wrong. After his, the, the band of, of, of men that he'd been riding with get killed by the North, he escapes, and there's a bounty on him. And throughout the film, there's all these places where people try and kill or capture him because there's a bounty on him. But all he's trying to do is survive and find a place where he's safe. And the film culminates in him finding uh, another warrior who's a chief of a... Of, of, some Native Americans in the area where he's settling with this group of misfits and they have to decide to live together and not try and kill each other because they're different. And it's only because they've both lost so much that they both realize that the victory is in not fighting. And with Zelensky, he knows, one, that probably the prime directive, the, what the Russians are, are trying to do, first of all, is to kill him. Because that will demoralize the people and give them no voice, because he's a charismatic voice. But also to destroy the culture and the history and the political system that was chosen democratically in his country, and he's willing to fight and die for that. And as people have been able to see, he has an enormous reservoir of martial energy. His statement, I, don't, I need weapons, I don't need a ride, was the most martial statement that we've heard in a long time in the world. 
in defense of something that's loved. And the aggressor in this, in this conflict is, is, is Putin, who has lived a martial life his entire life as the head of the KGB, as a KGB agent, he learned that if you have opponents, if you have people that can damage the state, undermine the state's goals, the most effective way to deal with them is to kill them, is to poison them, is to assassinate them. It is another thing that is expressed by the Israeli Mossad. If they see an enemy of Israel and its independence, they hunt and kill them. And they see that as the way to continue the existence of that state. And Mars has no insight. It's not interested in insight. It's not interested in negotiation. It's not interested in sensitivity. It's not interested in getting along. It's interested in dominating and clearing its environment. Another film where this is demonstrated is in Munich. It's a great movie, which is about the Mossad agents who are put together, the team that's put together to kill everybody that had anything to do with the massacre in the Munich Olympics. We all have this God within us. And the trick is to utilize it in the sweet spot between passive ineffectiveness and an aggressiveness that hurts other people. where we can generate this energy on behalf of those we love and those principles that we love and our need to express ourselves in our environment and be known through our actions, through our courage. Through our initiative. And then having the capacity to empathize with the impact that we have on other people. And what you see or what I see or what we see with Putin, what we see when somebody's willing to impose war on someone else 
on a group of people, on a nation, is a total lack of empathy for the suffering that's generated in millions of people whose way of life is destroyed in the thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands who are killed or maimed. Mars with empathy is the most vital and important energy that man can generate. And women. Mars without empathy is the most destructive force in humanity. And understanding how this manifests in each individual consciousness and one's unconscious is the most important work that we can do. Because it's this energy that's the biggest threat to the survival of humanity. To our children, to our children's children. This energy will always break free in the world because people are unconscious, because they are not responsible for themselves. There is always a war going on somewhere. Some of them are more personal because the people fighting them or having it imposed upon them look like us or seem like us or sound like us or resonate with us. But if this is happening in Angola or the Sudan or Syria or Iraq, it's less personal. And the devastation to human beings when this is unleashed psychologically almost is irreparable. When you are a victim of seeing this release of what people are willing to do to other people, it's almost too much for people to tolerate and comprehend. It's too terrifying. That's why there's so much PTSD in the military. To see what people are willing to do to other people who sometimes are the perpetrators of this violence and sometimes are the victim of it is something that people never recover from. Because we are all so sensitive Every human being is so sensitive and so vulnerable in the makeup of their psyche, even though it doesn't appear in some people or in a lot of people. Every single one of us is vulnerable to irreparable damage if this energy is released. There are so many examples of this. There are so many 
people who've been harmed this way. There are so many people who never have been able to recover from this experience. It's the most dangerous things that human beings do. And in order to... Identify it in order to put it down, in order to fight against it. Every person needs to recognize how it exists in themselves. How indifferent we can be to the impact we have on the people around us when we're angry or when we feel a sense of righteousness because we feel like we've been wronged. Each one of us can only engage this energy in ourselves. And when it comes in the world in a mass event, like we're seeing right now, it's because not enough people are doing that. So while we all want to condemn it, it's also important to recognize it in ourselves. Our rage, our sense of self-justification for anything, our fear of being dominated, our fear of being hurt, and how that causes us to lash out and aggress in our environment and against others. Child. 